tap into the psychology of engagement and more. This is where we talk about life, learning, and everything in between. This is the Lifelong Podcast, a show for those of you who love to ask why. Because we're marketers. It's because we're coaches. It's because we're change makers. Each week, we dive into the big questions and explore the psychology of engagement with strategies, tactics, and special guests along the way. Now, here's your guide, the visibility hacking queen herself, Coach Molly. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Molly from visibilityhacking.com, and it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you all today. It's Thursday, which means it's time for yet another conversation. And today, my heart swells because I I love nothing more than inspiring women to stand up, speak up about what matters to them, because honestly, it's through that action that we're actually going to change the world. I'm not saying that inspiring women to be amazing means that we're taking anything away from men. It absolutely not. It's, it's, it's a way of, of changing the way we engage in business. It's about changing the way that we talk to each other. And most importantly, it's about changing the way we talk to ourselves. So ladies, this episode is 120% for you. This is the lifelong podcast, my friends. And today, as per usual, I don't like to introduce my guests because I feel it's it's best that they, they know themselves best. So I want them to shine their own spotlight on you guys. So first of all, my guest, who are you and what do you do? Oh my gosh, what an amazing introduction. I'm ready to go take on the world already. Jeez, let's do this, ladies. My name is Desiree Wolf. I am the host of the podcast, Lately Unfiltered. I am on a mission to create a movement to inspire women to unleash themselves on the world and go after the things that they have been dreaming about, inspiring them to take action and kick ass. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So you have a podcast. Tell us about your show. I do. It's candid conversations with women who have been on any kind of journey where they sort of discovered themselves. Um, I love talking to women who, you know, maybe at some point in their life, they felt like they could be playing bigger, but they didn't know how to do it. And something somewhere triggered like a light bulb and they started saying more hell yeah to the things that they loved and less hiding themselves. I have stories from um, LGBTQ women who were Catholic school teachers who sort of lived like these double lives. Can't talk about that at work, but they would go out and party with their crazy friends at night. And she finally had enough of it and said, this is who I am. And if you can't accept me, then I will go find work elsewhere. Uh, Stories of women who are running with teaching women how to embrace their heritage. Um, It's just, it's, it's an incredible show that I get to meet some of the most inspiring women. And I absolutely love it. Oh, and what inspired you to go on that journey? My own journey was my biggest inspiration lucky enough raised by a single mother who had most tenacity in the world. I saw her really open up and figure out who she after a, after being married for over 25 years, 
um, she decided, well, my kids are getting older. I need to do, I'd like to start a business. I love plants and gift baskets. So I'm going to start a side business. And my stepdad was very traditional, uh, stays home. Her job is to clean. And they started to clash a lot. And finally, my mom said, my dreams matter. And if they don't matter to you, then guess what? And they separated. And I watched my mom build an entire empire for the next 15 to 20 years as a single woman living in a two-bedroom apartment from the room, you know, table became her desk. And I just was so inspired by watching her that I thought, holy crap, we do amazing things. That's it, for sure. It, yeah. And it's been this ingrained in the back. And when I was in the corporate world, I was like, there is so women, women have got big dreams and they need to start speaking up for themselves. And I was accused most of my life of being too loud, too much. Um, I need to tone it down a little bit. And finally, <laughs> I had a friend, I was building my very first website for my very first business. And she said, this is cute and all, but this is really watered down. And you have a kick-ass personality and you need to let it. That was like a permission slip going in my brain that, and there are us like me who need to be told that too. Oh, yes. Yes to that. Oh my goodness. Like I find that when I work with young women, like teenagers and women in, in college and university, and they're trying to carve their way into the world and they, they look and they see that there's jobs that they want, but they don't see that path to getting there. They see that in order to get there, they need to fit themselves into some kind of a mold, some kind of an expected norm of what, how women are supposed to behave in order to be successful. Have you found that women who are successful successful are fitting into this mold or are, are, are they doing something else with it? I think women hit a higher level of success once they say, screw the mold. <laughs> you know, they probably spent a good amount of time trying to fit into the mold and it probably worked for a while, but you get to the point where it's no longer, it's going to cap you out. It's no mm -hmm. longer going to serve you. It's when you have to, you know, kick off the, and all the cliche sayings of break glass ceilings and all this kind of stuff. And, and that's when I think women really reach a whole new level of success. It doesn't even have to you know, I mean, the corporate ladder, it can really just be achieving that they wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what do you think is the most inspiring person you've ever talked to? Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Outside of my mom, who is one of the most dream people I've ever been surrounded. Uh, wow, that's, I, I love talking to so many women. I would actually have to say my own coach is one of my inspirations. Um, her name is coach Jenny and she's the creator of this adorable little cartoon character named Hilda. And Hilda is the voice in your head that talks you out of doing the stuff that you want to be doing. <laughs> and Jenny has created this entire sort of Bible about stopping Hilda and how to work with that inner critic keeps stopping you. And I refer to it as the Bible because I feel like no matter what level I've gotten to, there's always that Hilda in the back of your head that says, are you sure you want to do this? Don't you want to play it safe? And she has, you know, Coach Jenny has given me the tools to kind of keep her quiet and be able to move forward to the next step. So it's, it, she's been a huge inspiration for me sort of 
busting out of this, you know, box that I tend to put myself in and really saying it's okay to be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the stories that we tell ourselves that become so toxic because yeah. they, the stories you tell yourself start to create your environment and they start to mm -hmm. create the words that you say to people and the narrative you speak about yourself. And it creates these obstacles for us that aren't really even there. How right? do you help women overcome those obstacles? I think once women realize that they they are kind of doing it to themselves, it's a huge awe. Uh, part of my journey of realizing that I was probably my biggest roadblock was I, my business, um, I had a coaching business several years ago. And shortly after my son, my second child was born, my son was probably about six months. My business was like, it was tanking. And I kept walking around. I was like, I'm screwing things up. This is all my fault. And then finally, you know, my husband said to me, he goes, you know, maybe it's time to close down shop and this isn't working. You're, you're not making enough money. And I got mad at him. Like, how dare you? You're supposed to be supportive and tell me that I can do this. And he goes, well, you're not even telling yourself that. And I was like, holy crap. He was just mirroring back what I had been saying loud. So he thought in his mind, well, maybe she's over it. Maybe she's maybe me telling her that she needs to close up shop and go get a job is what is the is what I need to tell her. He thought he was being supportive because I was walking around saying these things. And it was like a ton of bricks had hit me. Holy crap. I've been telling myself that I've been telling him that I've probably been, you know, projecting it onto people that I'm just talking to about my business that I'm struggling that I'm just not into it. And it was like this whole, you know, I call myself a one woo person because I believe in law of attraction just enough. I don't want to live by it. I don't, you know, I don't think I need to sit around and manifest everything, but I do believe what you put out put out and that's what you get back. And so I had this moment of like, oh my God, I've been putting out into the universe that this business isn't working and that I'm struggling and here it is, it's tanking and I'm now about it. And so it, and it took years of reflection after the fact, I did go back and get a full job, um, you know, and I went down that whole path and it was kind of an eye opener that, hey, ladies, what we're telling ourselves, we're believing. So if we're going to believe all the bad crap, what if we started talking a little bit nicer to ourselves? And what if we did the work to make a switch on going from, I wish things were better to how can I change things? And that yeah. question right there was huge for me. And so now I've just kind of taken, well, this is my experience. Guess what? I'm feeling a lot better these days. And I have a lot more belief in myself simply because of how I started talking to myself. Yeah. And it's, you know, I just had a conversation just yesterday morning with my husband. I said, I think I, I think I'm honing in on what I want to do. And what do you think about this being part of my next step? And he's like, well, if you think you can do it, I say, go for it. And I was like, yes, see, all I had to do was say that I think I can do it. And his immediate response was, well, I think you could do it. So, you know, the words that we are ourselves, people are listening. Yeah. So I think, I think that's huge. Women just really need to pay attention to how we to ourselves. God, we're so mean to ourselves sometimes. We have to give ourselves a chance and it's okay to like fall in the mud and get messy and it's okay to fail. Yes. And, and it's failure isn't the end of something. It's 
the the start of a new adventure. It's the start of a new problem to solve. Mm -hmm. I I teach outdoor education. So I take groups of people into the wilderness where if something goes wrong, if we encounter an obstacle we didn't expect along the way, you can't sit and whine about it. That's not (laughs) going to fix anything. And the longer you spend worrying about your whatever your problem is the sun keeps ticking down and we have less daylight instead it's about looking at your environment taking that breath in and going what do i have in front of me that can help me solve this problem it's Mm -hmm. like my favorite movie is one of my favorite movies is apollo 13 right the astronauts and they're in space and they have a problem and they literally dump a pile of parts on the table and say we need to fit this circular thing into this square hole. And this is the tools we have with us. There's no whining. There's no crying about it. And there's no going back. It's we solve this head on. And I think that is the coolest mentality to have. When you set your mind to say, I can do this. I'm just going to figure out how you're able to not only solve those problems, but push your, your life, change that narrative in your head and become that person you've always wanted to be. Oh, (laughs) I know it's so juicy, so juicy, right? Well, and I, you know, and ironically, this is something that, that has taught me over the years is if we approach things as an experiment versus if we're going to succeed or fail, then it sort of takes off the pressure of, well, it's just an experiment. It doesn't matter. We're just here to find out what the result, not to judge if it's success or a failure. So we need to figure out what is measurement for success or what's our measurement for even feeling good and I think we have a tendency to set the bar so high well I have to make a million dollars in my first year of business you know that kind of thing I think if we just say well what if for the next six months I try doing this and then suddenly we don't have to have everything in life figured out we don't have to have our you know six-year plan for our business or our lives let's just figure it out for the next six months and then after the end of six months, then go for the next six months, you know? So I, I love the analogy of outdoor teaching. You can't, you can, you can see the sun is setting and you're running out of time. Kind of the same thing of, you know, if you approach something of, oh, well, what if I fail? So you're just gonna, you're gonna be awfully cold at nine o'clock tonight when and you haven't figured out fire. Exactly, exactly. Oh, the stories we tell ourselves. And I find that women have this added pressure because we want to have families, we want to be there for our families. And then there's this guilt we feel when we also want to devote time to our businesses and to our careers. And, And then we take an inventory and we realize we're starting to neglect our partners and our relationships. So I guess the big question is, can women have it all? I think the thing here is we we are on this quest for perfect balance, and I think we get confused on what is balance. Uh, people think of balance and they think of the scales. You want it 50-50 or you, you need 25% here, 25% there. If we let go of this quest for everything has a perfect balance and I'm able to spend so much time on my business and then give my family hours and look at it as more of juggling. Sometimes we're going to have to give this 50%. 
and the family only gets 25%. Sometimes we have to give family 75 or 100% realize that, okay, just for today, I have to put my business on hold or I have to put, you know, cleaning the garage has to be a priority or, you know, so I think it's more about juggling than it is balancing. So how do we figure out that balance? Number one, you have to look at what all your priorities are. And as women, everything tends to be a priority. (laughs) So there's this exercise that I have done for years. I think it's an old Tony Robbins, like just to show my age on where I'm at in the coaching world. It's you do a priority. You have A, B, and C. First, you make a master list, just brain dump everything that you feel like you have to do, big or small, anything from, you know, running a Fortune 500 company to vacuuming once a week, you know, you just do a major dump and then you do your three columns, A, Z. Well, what is top priority? What's going to make me money? What's important to my family? Who else relies on me to get this done? Then you have B, you know, it's the column that, yeah, it's really important that I get this done. However, it's not going to stop me from making money. Or if I don't do this, it's not going to be detrimental to life. And then you have, which usually ends up being, it would be really great if I could do this. And it's amazing if you go through this exercise and you do it multiple times, you'll actually be surprised on how small column A ends up being. Because not everything is a priority. Is your part if you decide you can't do a load of laundry today? Yeah, it might suck tomorrow, but guess what? You've given yourself the freedom, the permission to let that laundry sit one more day. It ain't going anywhere. The pile might be getting bigger, but the laundry isn't going to grow legs and leave the house if you don't get it done. So I think it's really a matter of prioritizing based on what you want to have happen. And then it's also letting go. Where can you ask for help? Are you the one that even needs to be doing everything? Can you hire somebody? Can you ask the kids to pitch in? You know, can you ask a neighbor? Those kinds of things. I think women who want to have it all translate that into, I have to do it all. Yeah, that is, that is so true. And we feel like we're a failure if we've outsourced something or if we've left that laundry a little bit too long. And it's about changing our priorities and and changing our definition of what success is. If if success to, to you is having that high powered career, having that perfectly clean house, having those awesome kids in that deep loving relationship, well, there's certain things that you can totally outsource to other people, like yeah. babysitting so that you can have that time with your partner to deepen that relationship. You can outsource parts of your business so that you can focus on the your, your business superpower. And I, I love that idea because we as women are so often taught that we have to do everything ourselves and that we also have to build up these walls and that women are, are against each other and we're working against each other and we're, we're, we become catty and we become bitchy and we become bossy. And I, I hate that idea. And I see so much power in creating connection between women and sharing in each other's successes and asking people about how did you overcome that obstacle so that it would maybe be easier for me. And in exchange, let me help you overcome something that you're troubled with. And I think that is a beautiful idea, but how do we actually get there? 
You just got to ask. I think the ask is probably the biggest part of the struggle is that asking for help. Um, so, you know, give yourself permission to ask for help. It, and that was something that I struggled with for years. And it was it was one of the excuses, quote unquote, that I used for when my business started to fail. Um, I, I would look around the house and I'm like, I'd think to myself, well, nobody's helping me. And then finally I said to, you know, I said to my husband, I was like, I just need a little help. And he looked right at me and goes, well, why didn't you just ask? And I went, I shouldn't have to. And he goes, I'm a man. You, ha I, you have to tell me that you need help or I don't know. And that was a huge light bulb for me by him just saying, you have to ask for help. I'm like, really? For the last six months, I've been st stomping around the house mad that you're not helping. And all I had to do was ask well, don't I feel like a fool, you know? And and then I, you know, I've also had the conversation with him too. When I went back to work, I'm an event planner, you know, by profession outside of, you know, home business and my podcast and all that kind of stuff. And we're not talking, you know, eight hour shifts. We're talking, I'll be at work for 12 hours some days. And then I got to turn around and go back the next morning and start all over again. And I would, you know, look around the house and I'm like, I I'm running out of time. I can't do all of this stuff. And he goes, who's asking you to do all this stuff? And, you know, in his simple mind, he's just asking questions. I'm over here having epiphanies simply because he's asking me, like, nobody said we, I have to come home from work and the house has to be spotless. I put that pressure on myself. Like he would come home and I'd be like, oh my God, I haven't done the dishes. I, he's going to think that I haven't done anything all day. And, you know, meanwhile, I was over here trying to salvage a business that I was running into the ground and, you know, stressed out. And yeah, I, and I kept two kids alive all day and fed and happy. And, I, yeah, I did do a lot. So I was putting the pressure on myself. And I, so I think if you can get over, you know, kind of get over yourself and, and just start asking for little bits of help here and there. You'll be surprised on how much people are willing to, you know, kind of step in. It may not be to the way that you like. It may not be perfect in your mind, but, you know, and that's a whole nother, we can have a whole nother conversation about perfection and getting over yourself when it comes to that too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I think the real part of it is the stories that we tell ourselves and we, and getting to the root of why we tell ourselves that story. Like what happened in our lives that made us believe and solidified that story as the truth in our heads. Was it because we were raised in a household where that was the expectation? Because maybe we had a mom whose whole career was in our home and that was where she was able to spend all of her time making things perfect. And then, and then maybe we, we've created that as the expectation of what it means to be a mother, yet we're comparing ourselves apples and oranges if, if we're spending part of our time out in in our career and not devoting a hundred percent of our possible time to our home how can we expect to have a hundred percent of the exact same results in both areas that math does not compute we are not able to do 200 percent and so it's understanding wh why why we have that story and where it came from in the first place because once we figure that out we can go ah <laughs> That's why I feel less of myself because of this ex-boyfriend I had, or because of this high school bully I had, or because of this weird moment at the mall when I didn't like what I looked like in the mirror, when I was a teenager or something like 
And, and we allow that story to continue throughout our lifetime. So let's bust those stories. Let's figure out where they came from so we can go, oh, that's real small and just move it out of our way, rewrite that story and take over the world. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, you gotta do the work. You period, you gotta do the work. I used to think that that was, you know, self-help mumbo jumbo and I was like oh I I don't need counseling I don't need a therapist and then I started to you know kind of peel away you know why am I doing this to myself and it was like you know it was literally layers of an onion it's you start to get and you're like oh makes sense why I was doing that that way and that makes he's doing that that way you know it's but you gotta work you can't expect to be like oh I realize I have an issue so tomorrow everything's gonna be great you know it takes time it takes patience you weren't made the way you are overnight so don't expect everything to be roses and glitter the next morning after the realization you gotta put in the work man (laughs) and then once you get into doing the work it becomes a lot easier to move forward because you know what the right frame of mind is to to be in and it's kind of like you you've got a roadmap now you just have to walk it you just have to every day realize what those stories are and and do whatever you need to do to rewrite that reorient get back online follow that map again so as you're untangling stuff behind you you can still be moving forward jumping into doing the work is not like you you have to put the brakes on everything it's really like slowly pouring rocket fuel on it till you're ready to just dump it on and ignite yeah man that's so true and it is like this huge like why oh why <laughs> it's so long to figure out my crap <laughs> i it's it's but it, you know what it's so worth it yeah. it's so worth it once you start to realize that you know you are the one that's in your own way you really do become unstoppable yeah Absolutely. That's that's what's incredible. (laughs) Well, before we wrap up, is there any last words you have for people? Give yourself permission to do the thing that you want to be doing. Give yourself permission to take your dream from this big idea and actually making it happen. Do the work. Do the work. Go go big. Go big. (laughs) Yes, I love it. How can people get into your world if they want to know more about you? Come find me at slightlyunfiltered.com. Um, I post new podcast episodes regularly. I would love to say it's once a week, but I've got two kids and a job. So sometimes it's once a week. Sometimes it's once every few weeks. Um, I'm everywhere on social media under Slightly Unfiltered, where I share all of my snarky and sass and inspiration for getting women to step out of their box and start living a hell yeah life. Oh, I love it. Hell yes to that. Oh, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I love this. <laughs> and to those of you listening at home, thank you for joining us as well. Make sure you follow me on all of your favorite social platforms and make sure you subscribe because on Saturday we have another great episode of Psychology for Marketers where we're diving into the tips and tricks that you need to know without having to go back and get a PhD, I guess. I don't know what my catchy phrase line is for that one yet, but I'll see you on our next episodes, my friends. I'm Coach Molly from visibilityhacking.com and I will see you in our next episode. Until then, remember, I love you and be excellent to each other.